0: Hey y'all, Eves here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. These are coming from the TDIHC vault, so you'll also hear two hosts. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's October 4th. The Orient Express made its first run from Paris to Istanbul on this day in 1883. At that time, Istanbul was more often called Constantinople. The Orient Express is, of course, the world's most famous train. It was conceived by Georges Nagelmackers. He had gone to the United States, and he had seen the Pullman sleeper cars that were being used on a number of United States train lines. These were transporting passengers in relatively more luxurious accommodations than they had in other cars. He wanted something similar and even better in Europe. So when he got home to Belgium, he started working up a plan. This plan took him a really long time to put into action, though. He first came up with this whole idea in eighteen sixty-five, and it was almost twenty years before his train took its first journey. That was not all the way to Istanbul. It was from Paris to Vienna on June fifth of eighteen eighty-three. That's well over six hundred miles or a thousand kilometers. So it's not like this was a short trip but it was not nearly to the point of his very ambitious idea of connecting the whole continent with an incredibly luxurious train. That first October 4th journey from Paris to Istanbul was an 80-hour trip. It was a media extravaganza. 80 hours, that sounds like a long time, but this was much faster and much more comfortable than any of the ways that you could have gotten to Istanbul before this There were lots of reporters on board, plus diplomats and dignitaries, officials from Nagelmacher's train company, and they were all marveling at these wonderfully luxurious accommodations with wood-paneled cars, dining cars that served fine foods, silk sheets on the bed, and a staff of attentive people who were ready to serve. Nagelmacher's even used those Pullman sleeping cars that had been his original inspiration to make his own train look better. He got some really broken-down, dilapidated ones to compare them to his brand-new, extra-fancy train. That last stretch of the journey from Paris to Constantinople had to be made in that first trip by steamer. The rail line wasn't completed yet. Those rails were finished in 1888. That took the 80-hour trip down to 68 hours from Paris. A new station opened in Constantinople in 1890, and this train became associated with royalty, the rich, and spies. There were, of course, some actual murders that also did for real take place on the train. Although this Paris to Istanbul route was the big name, Most of the Orient Express's service was really connecting major European cities with daily service. The run all the way to Istanbul was just a couple of times a week. Over time, other train lines started using the name Orient Express and offering similarly fancy service along similar routes And the Orient Express is all over fiction, although not all of these books and stories and movies are really about the Orient Express. Some of them are about some of these other companies that started using a similar name as time went on. Some of these works include Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express and Ian Fleming's From Russia with Love. Murder on the Orient Express is actually set on one of the other Orient Expresses, not the Orient Express A car from the Orient Express is where German officers surrendered during World War I. That same car is also the one that Hitler ordered to be used when France surrendered to Germany during World War II. The Paris to Istanbul run of the Orient Express ran for the last time in 1977. And then the Orient Express itself made its last run in 2009, although other outfits have picked up the name or some version of it. There are some restored cars from the original Orient Express that are still in use today. Thanks to Eve's Jeffcoat for her research work on today's podcast and to Harrison for all of her audio work on this show. You can subscribe to the Stay in history class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can tune in tomorrow for a women's march
0: hundreds of years ago. everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a podcast that really takes to heart the phrase, you learn something new every day. The day was October 4th, 1957. The Soviet Union launched the first artificial Earth satellite, and scientists at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology noticed that the frequency of its radio signal increased as it moved closer and decreased as it moved farther away. This discovery led scientists to study how they could use satellites to locate receivers on Earth, an idea that marked the beginning of the development of satellite navigation systems and, eventually, GPS. After Sputnik launched, two physicists at Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory, Drs. William Geyer and George Weifenbach, tracked the satellite using the Doppler effect. The Doppler effect is the change in frequency or a wavelength of a wave as the wave's source and its observer move toward or away from each other. A familiar illustration of the Doppler effect is the change in pitch of sirens as an emergency vehicle approaches and passes by. Chairman of the Applied Physics Laboratories Research Center, Frank McClure, suggested that if the satellite position is known, then a navigator on Earth could receive and process the satellite signal to determine their location. This led to the creation of the Transit System, the first satellite-based geopositioning system. Transit was developed by the APL and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and it was sponsored by the U.S. Navy. Its main purpose was to provide location updates to the Navy's ballistic missile submarines. But it was also used as a navigation system for surface ships and for surveying. Transit was fully operational by 1964. In 1967, transit became available for civilian use. But scientists realized that a more accurate navigation system that could operate all day, every day, would be better than transit. Transit had high accuracy compared to other navigation systems, but it still had limitations. The technology and techniques developed for transit contributed to the introduction of the Global Positioning System, or GPS. So did the development of other programs like Temation and 621B. But by the early 1970s, U.S. defense officials realized that it would be advantageous to have a single, satellite-based navigation system with several military applications, rather than having a bunch of expensive ones. The first operational GPS satellite was launched in 1978, and by 1993, GPS reached initial operational capability with a full constellation of 24 satellites. Two years later, GPS became fully operational with 27 satellites, three of which were spares. From the beginning, GPS was a dual-use system, meaning that it was made for civilian and military use. The transit system ended its navigation service in 1996, since GPS technology had improved greatly and deemed it obsolete. And in 2000, the Defense Department ended the selective availability of GPS, which meant that it was no longer purposefully degrading the signal for civilian users. GPS receivers now have a much higher accuracy than they did at the time of this switch. As GPS technology advanced, it became available in more personal products, like car navigation devices and cell phones. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can find us on social media at TDIHC Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can email us at thisday@iheartmedia.com. At Thanks again for listening, and have a fantastic twenty-four hours until we see you again.